Today on the newscast, former Israeli Defense Minister Moshe Bogayalon joins us for an exclusive interview to break down the Iran threat and more, and why Israel must be able to defend itself by itself. That's next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We're going to get right into it today with a man who's been at the center of history-making events in the Middle East for decades. Moshe Bogey alone has served Israel in many pivotal roles, from lieutenant general to chief of staff of the Israel Defense Forces to deputy prime minister and defense minister. Yalon has been an indispensable leader in defending the world's one and only Jewish state. There's really no one better to break down what's happening in the world's most pivotal and volatile region, the Middle East, right now, and why it all matters to you. I sat down with General Yalon recently in Jerusalem following his speech to the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Now, he had some very strong words about the Iran threat, the weakness of the West response to it, and whether Turkish President Recep Erdogan can be trusted. Take a look. We have three Islamic uh, movements claiming for hegemony in the region. On top of it, Iran, the Shia ideology to export the revolution, to have Shia Middle East, uh, even beyond. Second element claiming for hegemony is the Sunni jihadist. ISIS, Al-Qaeda, claiming to have an Islamic caliphate. They are in retreat after being defeated is Islamic State, but they're still very active all over. The third element is a member of NATO, Erdogan, claiming to have an Ottoman Empire based on the Muslim Brotherhood ideology. Those are the three main movements generating instability all over. On top of it is Iran. And Iran recently uh, succeeded in developing all kinds of uh, drones, unmanned air vehicles, all kinds of missiles, to be used by the proxies, whether the Houthis from Yemen against the UAE, against Saudi Arabia, targeting certain uh, targets, even American targets, in Iraq or in in, in Syria and TANF. And they're trying to challenge us as well, using Hezbollah as proxy, or it might be even the Houthis as proxies. And we should be ready. First of all, um, the best defense is a good offense. To charge all those provocations or those uh, proxies or Iran with every price for any provocation. Secondly, to be uh, uh, ready to defend ourselves. And Israel is the most defended country all over the globe regarding the drones, the UAVs, the rockets and the missile threat. Iron Dome, David Sling, uh, Aero 2, Aero 3. But this is a developing threat in which we have to be ready. Nevertheless, all the countries in the region, like Saudi Arabia, they were attacked by unmanned air vehicles and missiles, Iranian operated. On a regular basis, too. On a regular basis. Aramco, which was quite impressive from the operational point of view regarding the Iranian capabilities. So all those countries are on the same boat now, Israel the Gulf states, the Sunni regimes in the region. It is part of the base for cooperation, not just common enemies. It's more than that, but 
first of all, common enemies. Yeah. How can Israel work together with the Arab Gulf states in missile defense? Is that possible? And defending against the drones, which we've seen Houthi attacks against Abu Dhabi, the UAE capital, of course, Saudi Arabia. You mentioned that September 2019 attack, Aramco, yeah. a serious threat to the entire region. Can Israel perhaps share technology, Iron Dome? Is that something Israel would consider, do you think? First of all, we have to uh, cooperate regarding intelligence, analyzing the threat, being ready to be challenged with this kind of threat, and even sharing technologies, how to protect, uh, of course, Israeli interest, our Gulf uh, interest, how to protect them using Israeli technologies, yes. Yes, a security dimension, of course, to the Abraham Accords, but that technology sharing, economic development, exciting in that regard. The Iranian regime, what they're doing, not so exciting. We have talks right now in Vienna General that seem to be going in the wrong direction. If you care about the security of the free world, Iran may have a new deal soon. It's very favorable to them. The prospect of Iran with the bomb, something Israel cannot accept. Do you see a, a war on the horizon, perhaps, as Iran continues on this march? And the world seems all too willing to allow Iran to become a nuclear threshold state? Personally, I deal with it since I served as the head of the intelligence under late Mr. Abin in the 90s, when we realized that Iran was on the way to reach a military nuclear capability. The Iranian regime should be considered as a main generator or instigator for instability in the Middle East and beyond. And the idea that this regime claiming for hegemony in the region, exporting the revolution, uh, facilitating all kinds of proxies in Lebanon, in Yemen, in Iraq, in Syria, they should be stopped. And the only way to stop this regime is to put the regime in a very clear dilemma, whether to go on with the rogue activities at all, on top of it, the military nuclear project, or to survive as a regime. When Khamenei, the same leader, the supreme leader, as they call him, met this dilemma in the time of Bush, in two, President Bush, in 2003, yeah. he decided to suspend the project. That's right. He decided to renew it in 2005, when he realized that the United States lost its political stomach to go on with the offensive, which started in Afghanistan, second phase in Iraq. He yeah. was sure that he might be targeted at that time. Even Omar Gaddafi, who sought to believe that he might be targeted, decided to give up his military nuclear project after Operation Iraqi Freedom without a single shot. And it happened even in the time of Obama in 2012. A strategy which consisted of political isolation of the regime, crippling economic sanctions, and credible military option, whether it was Israeli or uh, U.S., brought Khamenei to the table to be engaged with the Great Satan in 2012. I'm very critical to the JCPOA. Yeah. It was mismanaging the achievement, the strategic achievement, mismanaging around the table. The military dimensions were out of the table. The proliferation of arms and terror were out of the table. The missiles were out of the table. The U.S. administration at that time, if... It would have been deterministic, would have reached better uh, results of the political engagement. Now we are going back to such a situation in which I'm very critical. And rightfully so. The Iranian regime doesn't face determination when you face this kind of provocative aggression, whether it is 
in the Middle East, in Europe, in Asia, they should face determination, strength, which is available. I believe that the United States is still the economic superpower, the military superpower, even political superpower when it comes to uh, the political arena all over the world. But there is lacking of determination. Erdogan suddenly, who's had some very fierce anti-Israel rhetoric over the past few years, Erdogan suddenly trying to maybe reapproach Israel and reestablish uh, a warmer relationship. Is this a man who can be trusted when it comes to Israel and his intentions? No. You know, Erdogan is, in one hand, a Muslim Brotherhood leader, yeah. claiming for an Ottoman Empire based on the Muslim Brotherhood uh, ideology. Covets Jerusalem, talks about Jerusalem constantly. Yeah, and generating and facilitating unrest in Jerusalem, uh -huh. the Morabitun, uh, supporting Hamas. We don't share with them common interests. We didn't deteriorate the relationship with Turkey. We enjoyed, before uh, he won the elections of 2002, we enjoyed a very good relationship with Turkey. We have many common interests uh, with Turkey until he came to power. We should use the current situation for our benefit without deluding ourselves. Thanks again to Moshe Bogey alone for his great insights. If you want to catch our entire interview, and he had a whole lot more to say, tune into The Watchman Show on TBN this Thursday night, March 24th at 10 p.m. Eastern Time or Friday the 25th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Or even better, you can watch the full show before anyone else and get exclusive behind-the-scenes commentary from yours truly when you become a Watchman Premium member. You see the information there on your screen, so be sure to check that out. It's a very cool feature. Thanks for joining us here today on The Watchman. Until tomorrow, God bless you, and remember, never hold your peace.